You're listening to Women Making Waves. So we've got a lady that you interviewed, Susie, Rennie Friend. Mm, Rennie Friend has won lots and lots of awards for doing her fundraising for the last 30 years. I think it's pretty amazing, isn't it? 30 years is a heck of a long time. Because a lot of people, you know, they'll they'll get involved in something like this and they'll do it for a while. Mm. And then they kind of get exhausted by it and then they stop doing it they might they might do it for another charity but for the same charity for 30 years quite an amazing story it is an amazing story and i really hope you enjoy this interview because she's a very passionate lady about her volunteering I was obviously, of the things one is, but angry, I suppose, and felt quite helpless. I helped fundraise. We needed to raise a million to build our inpatient unit. I would say, actually, it's the patients um, and the patients' families. You know, it's, it's a huge privilege to actually be invited into a patient's home. How do you think life has changed now from fundraising 30 years ago to now? Is it very different? Is it as pressured as it was then? Or has it taken a very different step? Yes. I, I would say, actually, initially, it was quite calm and got a group of friends got together and we organised events. And for many years, it just sort of toddled along very successfully, whereas now it is full-time. Two things, really. One, as the children have left home... Um, so it gives me more time. And also, I suppose, the general pressure. There's more that we need to do. And I find more people want to support us, want to get involved with events or want to do events for us. It is much different, yes, mm. yes. What makes a good charity? Do you recognise that the charity has improved? Have you collectively helped to improve it? Have you given feedback to the charity and what people are looking for when they want to raise money? Yes, well, it's grown. It was quite small. It was just an eight-bedroom inpatient unit with one daycare centre. Initially, we are now 16 beds and we now have three daycare units around our area. We did very little hospice at home, whereas now we have more hospice at home than inpatient units. So that is the sort of main difference. We're now giving people the choice of staying at home and being cared because we can offer 24-hour hospice at home service. And our hospice at home team has increased and therefore so has all the support system. I was one of the very early um, bereavement volunteers, whereas now um, we have a a bigger team and we do much more of the one-to-one, whereas we used to do quite a bit of group reporting. So that's also changed tremendously. So if we go back to how you started... Mm. This was, as we say, over 30 years ago, and you have won awards, which we'll come back to in a moment. But one of the key moments for you about starting and volunteering, was it something you thought that you would be doing? No, my mother died and and I was pregnant with my fourth child. And I was obviously, of the things one is, but angry, I suppose, and felt quite helpless So I thought I must do something. So my way of doing was I contacted then Cancer Research and said to them, 
what can I do to help? We didn't talk about cancer like we do now. So there must be other people that would need this more support. So they suggested I got friends together, had a coffee morning and started a support group. All charities yeah. now take on huge leaps oh, yes. and bounds to raise lots of money. And and you said that yourself that you you organise lots of events now all over Bishop Stalford. We cover all of East Hearts. So our boundaries are north beyond Buntingford, Wellin and Hatfield, down to Walton Cross, Potter's Bar and Sawbridgeworth. And what this is the 700 or so volunteers that are for Isabel Hospice, Hospice in this part of the, the region? The, no, they cover the whole of our region. So they cover the whole of East Hearts, which is Isabel Hospice boundaries. And the volunteers, um, they do many different things. Like myself, there'll be a patient volunteers. They'll have fundraising. They'll be gardening. They'll be drivers. Their shops. The complimentary therapists. I helped fundraise. We needed to raise a million to build our inpatient unit. Hold on, let's just go back to that. Mm. You had to raise with your your colleagues a million million pounds. pounds. When did you have to do this? Well, the inpatient unit opened in... It's been open 35 years, and I believe the hospice opened in 87, 88. We got grants from Welland Hatfield Council, and we got many big legacies, but then a lot of it, we had great... I had balls. Um, a lot of it was actually contacting businesses to support us. We already had our day services. There was a need um, to have this inpatient unit as the demand grew. This million pound was needed to be raised. So you had to raise a million pounds in '87. Mm. I mean, that's a huge amount for a charity to raise, even back in those yes. days, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it was a number of people that obviously were involved. Uh, and, um, so it was a case of getting other groups together between us and and the fundraising office with their legacies. And um, But they told you you had to they, raise we knew a that million or so there. We knew that was what was needed. Yes, yes. But, but after that, you were concentrating on, on events to make this money, money, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, the, and the hospice were contacting, as I said, uh, businesses um, and company corporations. The Duchess of Kent opened the hospice. And then, and then once it was open, they then needed volunteers to work in the inpatient unit. And it wasn't something I thought about. I just thought it was fundraising. Would, would you train to be a patient volunteer? yes. I default button, so I said yes. Yes, let's um, remind ourselves about the default button because your your husband always says that yes. your default button is yes. <laughs> he said people say will you, and you say yes. You don't even listen to what they're saying. Will you? How did that fit in with your family life? Because you just did a, a, day, a day or a session, so you could do a morning or an afternoon in whichever of them. We I juggled it around schools and. Um, by, by then, the youngest was heading for nine. He was born 79, yes. It was, it was slightly easier, but it was always busy, mm. <laughs> I expect, yes, would be the thing. And you've won awards, which yes. very recently you won the Charity Champion. Champion. Yes. And you won yeah. the award, you were nominated. I, I uh, must read this because when you were nominated yeah. and you um, Cathy Sears was one of your nominators and she said... I have come across many charity volunteers and employees in my career, but never have I met anyone who is so driven, humble, polite 
and ceaselessly cheerful oh. as Rennie. Rennie's unique and totally irreplaceable. Oh, bless you, Kathy. And on her own, I know, isn't she lovely? And on her own, I'm sure she must be responsible for an enormous amount of money raised for yeah. Isabel Hospice. You can't get any better than that, oh, Rennie, can no, you? No, no. What do you feel... What's been the most important thing out of all this, now that you've, you've done it for a few years? Yes. I mean, that's an understatement. But what, what comes out as being the overriding thing that you felt that has helped you to continue this, this work? I would say, actually, it's the patients and the patients' families. It's a huge privilege to actually be invited into a patient's home and become part of their lives mm. um, to a certain extent. And the gratitude that they feel for the amazing support suddenly, well, the, one of the quotes I often see is they're angels. And I think we all feel this. They're nurses of the inspiration. They're there all the time. You know, we're sort of dipping in and out a little bit as volunteers. But my husband was very concerned when I decided that I would train to work him because he thought it would be depressing and and yes, yeah, so I was going to ask you about mm, that because you you will come across this all uh, the time the patient's heartache, it, yes. the traumas they're going through. You must have to be a sponge in many ways and take it in. And how how do you deal with that? Yes, it it is sad. It's never depressing, and often it's quite happy mm. because one of the reasons is the patients come in and because they're knowing their care, they know exactly who their nurse is. We have time. We sit with them, patients, and talk to them, and the nurse is always there. They're made comfortable because of the palliative care they're relieved to be there so their families who come in with some trepidation of what's the hospice you know hospice is a place to die was the thought it isn't it's a place to have a life really to live your life might not be long but it's putting days into your lives really and so I think it can be sad at times and we support each other the volunteers as well. Well let's just talk about the volunteers because it sounds like that some of these volunteers have become your very good buddies. Indeed. How important is it to make sure that the volunteers are right for the job? Extremely but I, I think both the volunteer as well as the nursing and the training that we have become very aware. For one thing, they do not allow anyone to train to work with patients for at least two years after a loss because you may feel, I want to give back, but it is extremely difficult. I think it does work. The training is good. The nurses are very aware. The staff that train us are very aware. And we have support meetings as well to make sure that everybody's happy with what they're doing. So you have gradually added more hours in a week to your volunteering. So much so that now you are five days a week, if not more, because events happen at the weekends, don't they? Yes. How do you plan your life when you are five? You just said when you came in that once an event finishes, that's the time when you and your husband (laughs) go off on holiday. (laughs) We find gaps actually yeah. yes and it's quite interesting because if I walk through Bishop Stortford I always see any number of people I know naturally because I've lived in the area for so long which my husband always finds quite amusing and people sometimes say oh you're out for your coffee and what happens is that my husband just looks in my diary or gives me a buzz have you got half an hour we'll meet for a coffee <laughs> because you don't get any other time actually so we juggle around it and yes I have flown back from holiday I have gone out late on holiday and I try and you have a big family that you go on holiday with, with which is also really important. important extremely important I always find it's really interesting 
from getting a paid job to do a voluntary job. There's still no difference. And yet, do you find that your people that you meet, do you think they value what you do? I'm sure they do because you've won awards and and I'm not demeaning your job at all. But do you have to constantly prove yourself or do you think, actually, I don't care about that? I I think it's probably the latter because at times it can be frustrating because I will work Sunday morning. I did three hours. I needed... Half my time is on the computers, as we are these days. Um, I walk every day, so that, which is very important. And I, but I can juggle that. I can do it in the morning, I can do it after dinner, as long as I've had some air and exercise to clear the brain. And it can be frustrating because I sometimes think, oh, they're not there, they haven't replied to my email, and I've sent it and I've waited days. But then I think, well, I'm going to do it anyway, so I'll just... I get over it. <laughs> and yes, you need to just, um, you do. They are supportive. You've won several awards, not mm. just the one that mm. I've just talked mm. about, which is the Indie Charity Champion, but you've won other awards too. Can you give us an idea of what you've won before as well? Well, it's the High Sheriff's Award for your care and community and support, making a difference in your local community, which I think was wonderful. That is Yes, it, which it is. It's yeah. very treasured on my wall. And that's uh, really important, isn't it, it to be recognised? And you don't want to always be on oh, no, the charity no. awards. That's no. not the whole idea. But uh, when you are, yes. it's great. It is great. And I think and it's also nice, for, I think it's also nice for my family. Yes. Um, because they are obviously very involved. Um, the Indie Awards, um, I did say, actually, it is a huge honour to receive it, but it's on behalf of the 700 other volunteers there. And, and if I had to ask you a question about changing attitudes now from people giving yeah. money to charity, have you noticed that people are the same? They're very keen to give money once they know that where it's going. Do you find that it's become harder? It's a mixture, to be, mm. to be very honest. On the whole, I find people, because hospice care is more well-known now, very few people say no. So let's just talk about the money issue here. You you have to raise quite a bit of money, five million. million. Yeah. Now, if you could explain to me, Rennie, that the, the five million, where how does that cover? The NHS actually give us a percentage, mm-hmm. something like 2.7 million. We have about three million we need to raise. From that, we have the shops. We now have, I'm going to say 12, but I know we've recently we opened one, so we have about 12 shops so, of course, we get income from them. We have legacies that come in as well. So from fundraising, it's about £2.8 million that we need to raise with the shops, the legacies and people holding events. We're very fortunate in our town that a lot of community-minded companies, businesses and individuals and our councillors. I rely so much on our council and our councillors for their support. The chairman of East Hearts Council, his ball next month, um, the mayor had a ball for us earlier this year. And it's two things, really. It's not just that. It's raising the awareness. People need to know we're here. They need to know what we're doing. Mm. And they can only do that by seeing us. And our indie, our independent, is, is incredible. I mean, they are so supportive. They come to events and they, they ensure... Not, not just our charity, but any all the charities locally, people are aware of what's going on um, and we book their window. Out of all the events that you do, mm. if you were able to take part in one of them just because and, and came out of the fundraising, yeah. what would be really interesting to you? What fundraising event? I don't know. Um, I like the sporty ones. 
and 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 switching off for any if you, i suppose the switching off is going on holiday with your family well yes it? yes it probably is my switch off is i do like to walk as i've mentioned um because i that's i really find thank yeah. you so much for no, thank you for your time isabel's oh, hospice yes, yeah. at bishop Stalford. thank you so no, much it's indeed. been a pleasure thank you and that was Susie Thorpe speaking to Rennie Friend.